contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 67 of Dumb All Over. Recording from the water probably gives us cancer, Pennsylvania, and not-so-secret lair, New York. This is a progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture. And we are always under the influence of craft beer. Some of us. (laughs) (laughs) On today's episode, we will talk about peace in Korea, questions for Trump, courtesy of Robert Mueller, and black people and pot. We will then talk about political consultants for our bigly topic, and then finally we find out what we missed around the world for this month's Not America Report. As always, I am Tom, and I am joined by Austin. Yes, I'm here. Hi, Austin. How are you? I'm I'm good. I think I'm ready to do this. Are you? Yeah. Are you sure? Let's hope so. (laughs) I hope so, too. How's, uh, How's everything going? It's very good. I've uh, been enjoying my time mm-hmm. having alcohol delivered right to my apartment. Yeah, what's that like? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, we can barely buy alcohol here in Pennsylvania, and they fucking <laughs> deliver it to your house? Yes. That's so fucking amazing. Let's be honest. That's just, that's just amazing. amazing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, and as a result of that, you're drinking something a little bit different today. A little bit different today, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not gonna lie. Not, mm. I'm not gonna lie. It That's looks okay. it looks amazing. Yeah. It really looks amazing. But I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'll go first okay. because I'm all I'm pretty excited about what I am drinking as well. Um, I actually I went to Weichmann's and I found this and it just looked so good. And I decided I have to try it. It's uh, called Blueberry Maple Stout. Mm. I've definitely never had anything like this before. Um, it is from Saugatuck Brewing Company, which I do believe is from Michigan. Yep, it's from uh, Douglas, Michigan. Okay. The ABV is kind of light. It's only 6.0. Um, but I now I had a couple because I wanted to make sure that I kind of liked it. And I love it. Okay. And if you smell it... It smells like a fucking waffle <laughs> with syrup. It's so fucking good. I could just smell it all day. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Austin, what are you going to be drinking for this episode? Well, like you said, I'm going to be drinking something a little different. So I decided to break with tradition, although it's not the first time we've broken with tradition. No. Nah. Um, and and it I won't got, be the last. Yeah, no. And I got this grind espresso shot rum. Ooh. Made with Arabica coffee beans. I don't know how long. Oh, it's a collaboration with baristas and bartenders. Oh, I'm going to have to get more stuff. Like okay. That. Okay. It is 30%, uh, as you would expect. Yeah, it's rum. I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, just by looking at it and knowing what, what it is, it looks so good. Now, yeah. it looks like you've also had a little bit. <laughs> Kurt and I sampled some, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sampled and then, half and the then bottle. I made myself um, a latte. 
With that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what you're going to be drinking then? Yes, that's what I'll be drinking. Okay. So it's just that. It's that rum, and then I just added foamed milk. That's all. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's not waste any more time, because I know we're both excited to drink our drinks. Yep. Um, We will do the symbolic cheers. Oh, good one. It's so good. I mean, it's it's syrupy. It, it, It has the sweetness of syrup. It has a blueberry aftertaste. Yeah. I don't taste any goddamn beer in this at all. These drinks are dangerous, and they're not that expensive. For a six-pack, it was only 11 bucks. Wow, that's a pretty and good deal. F- and for craft beer, that's not that bad. Yeah, especially um, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, this will not be the last time I drink this. I'm not ready to say it's my favorite beer. It's not going to take Sweet Baby Jesus, hmm. but it's it's getting pretty close. What do you? How's your drink? Well, this tastes exactly like um, if you put milk into cold brew coffee oh okay okay it is so good it is How's going the to be rum? very dangerous how's the rum is it is it present do you taste the rum a little bit but it's not overwhelming like okay. actually i wish i tasted a little more oh so okay. i know what i'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because well, this just tastes like like if i start a couple ice cubes in here mm-hmm. you would know the difference between this and something you got from starbucks mm-hmm. well for the purpose of this episode uh, bottoms up. Yeah. <laughs> Drink away. Yeah, yeah. Now, Austin. Normally, we get right into things, and we start with the Trump report, and we're going to get there. I promise. But I actually, I have a clip for everybody, and I think uh, I think you'll get some joy out of it. I know you have not watched this yet, right? No, I have not. Okay. So one of my favorite shows that I watch on YouTube is called Good Mythical Morning, and the two hosts, uh, Rhett and Link. Rhett is the blonde and uh, Link is the darker hair guy. They um, are, are kind of internet famous for trying things. They ask the question, will it? And they just try these weird combinations and food and stuff like that. This particular episode, and we're going to show, we're going to, we're going to play a clip from this episode. They tried the Jim Baker bucket. Oh boy. So something that we have said we wanted to do, uh, but they actually tried it. Now, uh, because the clip itself is like 13 minutes long, we're only going to show like one of the samples. They tried five different foods from this uh, bucket. Uh, the one that I'm going to show you or play for you is uh, when they tried the pudding. Um, it's pretty funny. So go ahead, Austin. Uh, play the clip if you can. Who said you can't have a little pudding in the apocalypse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Jim Baker. Now, I'm afraid that this might petrify my stomach for posterity. Uh, you know? I don't understand what you mean by that. Like, my stomach feels like a, it's rock hard right now. Uh, like, it's just it's I mean, petrifying. I, I think it's still food products. Now, this one, again, you just mix with water, but you got to mix it with cold water, and then you got to chill it. So you got to find some way to chill it. And that's that might be... Are you going in already? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, how, what can you? How can you get pudding wrong? It's just pudding. But then I tasted it. This is the worst pudding I've ever tasted. They got it wrong. They, it's so bad. They got pudding wrong. We got pudding wrong. That could be the new slogan. We uh, even got pudding wrong. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? All like like all the end times. All the pudding you buy. You, you, I mean, you could just as easily buy powdered box pudding. Yeah, because it won't last for thirty five. Doesn't pudding is that the thing? Is that pudding that you just get from Jello? It doesn't last twenty five years. It must not. I'd be willing to take my chances on some twenty five year old Jello pudding before I eat this again. I mean, 
it, it, it's not worse than the stroganoff, but the expectations with pudding were so high. I know. I was excited. That's why I couldn't <laughs> All right, wait to and eat that's it. So that was just a little bit of a clip from it. They they also tried beef stroganoff. They tried a pizza. They tried a veggie burger, and they actually thought one of them was pretty good, but the rest of them were just putrid. The uh, beef stroganoff almost made them vomit. Oh really? Um, yeah. Uh, just it's it's a pretty funny clip. And if you want to see people actually try the Jim Baker bucket, you can watch that clip. It was definitely worth it. I uh, just wanted to start the show off with that. And one day, with Patreon's help, we will. Also, buy a $1,000 food bucket from Jim Baker. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> that it sounds like a horrible use of Patreon money. <laughs> it definitely doesn't sound like an appetizing one. But anyway, uh, then now that that's over, um, <laughs> I, guess we, I guess we can just roll right into it, right, Austin? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's begin this week's Trump Report. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. All right. Um. <laughs> Patrons, you gotta love us. <laughs> And you'll only know what that means if you become a patron. Yeah. Uh, www.patreon.com forward slash dumb little pod. Anyway, our first story is kind of a big deal. Uh, would you not agree, Austin? Uh, yes, it's a <laughs> very big deal. If if it works out. Yes. And I'm going to propose a question to you at the very end of this. And I'm very <laughs> curious to hear what you say about this. Okay. So okay. this <laughs> first article comes from the New York Times. Um it is fake news. Yep, yep, there it is. Uh, it's entitled "North and South Korea Set Bold Goals: A Final Peace and No Nuclear Arms or Nuclear Arms, if you will." Um, the leaders <laughs> you can't hug your children with nuclear arms. Uh, no, nuclear. <laughs> it's 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 called a nuclear. Um, the guy the leader, nuclear weapons. <laughs> the nuclear. Proliferation. Uh, the leaders of North and South Korea agreed on Friday to work to remove all nu- nu- nuclear weapons from the Korean Peninsula and within a year pursue talks with the United States to declare an official end to the Korean War, which ravaged the peninsula from uh, 1950 to 1953 and apparently has been going on since then. So there you go. Whoops. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody forgot to, to, to close that file. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Uh, at a historic summit meeting, the first time a North Korean leader had ever set foot in the South, the leaders vowed to negotiate a treaty to replace a truce that has kept an uneasy peace on the divided Korean Peninsula for more than six decades. That's mm. sixty years. A peace treaty has been uh, one of the incentives North Korea has demanded in return for dismantling its nuclear n- nuclear program. Uh, later on in the article, it says. Uh, the event at the Peace House, a conference building in the South Korean side of Panmunjom, Panmunjom, <laughs> was closely watched because it could set tone for an even more critical summit between President Trump and Mr. Kim, two leaders known for bold, if unpredictable, actions, uh, who put the world on edge last year with threats of nuclear war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the name um, of that city again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it you're going like to have to look it up yourself, you Austin. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. So anyway, um, 
I mean, the article definitely goes on, and you can read more about it on the New York Times. We don't have time for that. Um, but I will say this. That's a major story. That's yeah. a that's a that's a big step forward. It's sort of unpredictable, I guess. I I didn't see this coming this soon. Well, uh, apparently, from what I understand, um, some of the pressure has been coming from China for this to happen. Uh, North Korea tested a nuclear-ish weapon that blew up okay. a part of the land, and the Chinese were afraid that some of the radioactive dust would go into China, and so China is now demanding that North Korea denuclearize and maybe finally have peace talks with South Korea. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, either way, it, it, it's it, it's just a good thing that it's happening, but a lot of uh, Republicans, as you can imagine, are pointing the finger at Donald Trump, saying that uh, it's him pushing the countries into like a corner that's pushed them to come to an agreement. And totally. that's my question for you. Totally. Do you, th- do you think we deserve to give or we should be giving Donald Trump some kind of credit for this? What do you think? Yay or nay? Look, I get all the credit because I do all of the hard work. <laughs> you have no idea how hard the work is. I get there. I do it. Look, I sent out my secretary of state. Mm-hmm. He took yeah. all the notes for the state. He got all the coffee right. <laughs> he was the perfect secretary. Mm-hmm. Why did now, he get fired? Why, why, did he, why, why is he gone then, President Trump? Hmm? Uh, look, <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't even know he was gone. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. Jared but just he, told me to say somebody's name, and no, I did. Jesus. Then I forgot about it. <laughs> But you see, you joking around is actually kind of my point. I really, I don't think that Donald Trump deserves the kind of credit that a lot of people are giving him. Why would you give credit to a person who was just going on Twitter and trying to fucking start something? That's not strategic. That's insanity. You know well, what I mean? I'll give him this. There is a small chance that he's so crazy that he even scared Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance to that, Austin. Yeah, and if that so if, that's if that's the, the case, case, I'll give him some credit. Exactly, I'll, I'm with you on that. I'll give him credit if that's the case. But to just say that this was Donald Trump's plan from the beginning to go on Twitter and to insult Kim Jong Un by calling him Little Rocket Man and pretty much just being utterly insane, threatening. Oh, you know, just watch. That's a th- you know, threatening them on Twitter and on in speeches. That's not a plan. That's just fucking stupidity uh i don't know i don't i'm not i'm not quick to give him credit for this austin i think that this is just uh very very fortunate for mr trump yeah i think most of it had to do with china i think Uh, yeah i i'm with you on that and Um, and if they're going to give him credit then they better fucking give obama credit for denuclearizing iran which he actually did they're not going to do that. Well, fucking relax. They'll probably give Hillary credit for Benghazi first. <laughs> Boy, they've been doing that. <laughs> look it. Look it. I already got one black guy on my side this week. It's not going to be two. Yeah. That, and if you, think about st- if you think about that statistically, that is like a 100% increase. So congratulations. That's very impressive. Good job. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this also in, fuck you, Kanye West. All right. <laughs> Your music sucks and your personality sucks even worse. All right. Jesus Christ, Um, what happened to that guy? Our next story, continuing on with the Donald Trump administration, um, 
is kind of an interesting one as well. So apparently, uh, Robert Mueller had a list of questions that he wanted to ask Donald Trump. And, you know, the fact that we know about that is the story. Um, because they weren't supposed to be out, apparently. But they're they're out. And, Oops. yeah, thank you, New York Times, again. Uh, the article is the questions Mueller wants to ask Trump about obstruction and what they mean. That's the name of the article. And in this article is every one of the questions. Every one. Every one. Now, yeah, every single one. So what I want to do is I'm going to go through a couple of them and I'm going to uh, read them. And we're going to find out what Mueller was going to ask Trump. Apparently, I guess now. He's probably going to have to come up with a whole new list of questions, so these are probably irrelevant. Mm. But uh, let's get a, a glimpse of what was going to be asked. <laughs> this so, is going to be a breeze. Uh, well, well, let's see. Let's see. So here's uh, our, our first one. What was the purpose of your May 12th, 2017 tweet? And this is what it says. James Comey better hope that there are no tapes of our conversation before he starts leaking to the press. I was trying to intimidate James Comey so he would stop talking about me and we could shut down this Russia investigation. Mr. Trump, uh, don't say Mr. Trump, don't say it. that. No, Mr. It. Trump, Mr. Trump, nailed don't it. say that. No, nailed it. no, no. I'm shut your up, greatest. Michael Cohen. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. You fucking stupid bastard. <laughs> uh, next question. What was the purpose of the September and October 2017 statements, including tweets regarding an investigation of Mr. Comey? And the tweet was... Uh, people not interviewed, including Clinton herself, Comey stated under oath that he didn't did, that he didn't do this. Obviously, a fix. Where is the Justice Department? <laughs> Look, same as the first one. I'm not going to waste my breath. Oh, no, don't 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 waste your breath. We we need your breath. Look, I can barely breathe as it is. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. With the fucking 300 Big Macs a day. 302. Thank you. All right, so uh, these are questions uh, related to Attorney General Jeff Sessions. What did you think and do regarding the recusal of Mr. Sessions? And then it goes into a little explanation. It says, Mr. Trump has criticized Mr. Sessions' recusal from the Russian investigation. The Times reported that Mr. Trump humiliated him in an Oval Office meeting and accused him of being disloyal. Mr. Sessions ultimately submitted his resignation, though Mr. Trump did not accept it. Damn it. Along with the next two questions, this inquiry looks uh, at whether Mr. Trump uh, views law enforcement officials as protectors. What do you think? Well, look it. Look it. I asked him to stay on and not recuse himself so he could protect me from the mm -hmm. investigation. Oh. And then he said no. And so I threatened him on Twitter again. <laughs> and again. And again. Yes. And again. And again. But he still recused uh, himself. And I'm mad at that little racist elf. Ah, oh, man. And the f I forgot that he actually put his resignation letter in. I forgot about that. Yeah, but we it was two whole pages long, and I only read a couple sentences. It's very true. And it didn't have Trump written in it enough. Remember that? Remember that was a thing where you had to add Trump in the sent in the paragraphs enough times to keep him interested? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, and we're going to be passing this Trump law, and then eventually Trump bill is going to be Trump. Mm. Terrible. I love this briefing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question. What was the purpose of your July 2017 criticism of Mr. Sessions? And the tweet that followed this was, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has taken a very weak position on Hillary Clinton's crimes. Where are emails and DNC server and Intel leakers? So uh, what was the purpose of this, Mr. Trump? 
Well, I had seen a headline on Breitbart that said that there were emails and other things that mm-hmm. we needed to be investigating. Mm-hmm. And then Sessions still wasn't protecting me because he had recused himself. And so oh, I wanted yeah. to turn up the heat. Yeah, yeah, okay. I also sent Michael Cohen over with $130,000. No, Mr. Trump! <laughs> don't say that! <laughs> that did not happen! Oh, Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're right. That was for Stormy Daniels. I mean, I sent him over with $230,000. No, you stupid fucking because, son of a bitch! Because Jeffrey Sessions is a man, and he deserved more money. <laughs> <laughs> I am so nailing this interview. <laughs> yes, yeah, you are. Thank you. And I am writing notes. <laughs> um, the next couple of questions I'll read are, for, are, are about the uh, campaign coordination with Russia. Um, uh, totally when- didn't happen, even though I met with him several times. Oh, okay. Good, good segue. When did you become aware of the Trump Tower meeting? And the uh, little explanation says, this and other questions relate to a June 9th, 2016 meeting at Trump Tower with a Russian lawyer who offered political dirt about Mrs. Clinton. Uh, Mr. Trump's eldest son, Donald Jr., arranged the meeting. He said he did not tell his father about when it happened. Well, he told me as soon as it happened, actually before it (laughs) happened, and my stupid son didn't even know what to do, so I organized the whole thing and made sure that it was all smooth, and then it happened, but we didn't get any of the dirt we wanted, but it's okay, because America's too stupid to know anyway. You know what's funny? Hmm. I just, I I pressed control F, so I can do like a quick search for keywords, and I typed in Eric Trump, and there's nothing on Eric Trump in any of these questions. I wonder when when Father's Day comes... And uh, Eric Trump sends uh, his father Donald a uh, like a card in the mail. I wonder if Trump's going to open it up and be like, "Who is this Eric?" <laughs> I think he doesn't know about his own son because we don't hear about him. Melania, I keep getting mail from some <laughs> Tiffany and Eric. I don't know who these people are. Could you please tell them to stop yeah. delivering it here? Thank yeah. you. It's a, it's a, I only have one daughter. I know because I fucked her. <laughs> uh let's do one more we'll do and one more i'd like more. to introduce my wife ivanka <laughs> yes no <laughs> um what involvement did you have concerning platform changes regarding arming ukraine i'm sorry what's a ukraine <laughs> <laughs> what's aleppo <laughs> is so you, anyway is ukraine the name of that contractor i didn't pay down in midtown uh no no, you, you you didn't. That was another one. You didn't that pay? wasn't the Ukraine company. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's funny. Chris Cranes. Okay. Um. So anyway, that's it. There's uh 50 questions in total. Uh, it gets you a little glimpse of what Mueller wants to ask Trump. There, a lot of these are really interesting, Austin. If you get some time, you should take a look at them. Yeah, I'll um, take a look. I, I just don't know how Trump is going to actually answer them. I feel like a lot of what you joked is how he's going <laughs> to accidentally answer. I thought and I did a great job. What do you guys think? <laughs> right? I did a great job. They can't impeach me. What? I have I have all the Republicans in the House and the Senate, and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> all right. Like, here's this one. What did you mean in your interview with Lester Holt about Mr. Comey and Russia? And this is what he says. I was going to fire Comey knowing there was no good time to do it. And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself, I said, you know, this Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made up story. It's a uh, it's an excuse by Democrats, by the Democrats for having lost an election that they should have won. Um, what did you mean by that, Donald Trump? <laughs> like, well, I can I'm tell you curious. totally what I meant. Um, 
I was very annoyed by this Russia investigation, and so I fired James Comey to make it stop. Gotcha. Well, that's all we needed, Mr. Trump. <laughs> Moving on. I was trying to obstruct the Justice Department. <laughs> nice. Uh, now, this next story comes from Patheos. Um, it's it's a little different. We're, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a sidetrack here, okay? Uh, the title of the article is GOP Lawmaker... Blacks can't handle marijuana because of genetics. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, openly racist GOP lawmaker in Kansas. It's Kansas. I mean, you can't... It, it, I think there's a rule that you have to be openly racist <laughs> to run in Kansas. I'm pretty uh, sure. Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. There's a lot of black people here. <laughs> <laughs> it might, might be Harlem over here. Hey, mm. that's your home. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't uh, run into Pastor Manning yet, though. Uh, soon, soon. We'll soon, arrange it. Yeah. Uh, it. That lawmaker explains that black people can't handle marijuana because of their character and because of their genetics. In a deplorable display of ignorance and racism, State Representative Steve Alford, I said it nice and slowly so that if you're listening from Kansas, you know not to vote for him. <laughs> Steve Alford. <laughs> Alford. Alford. He's a 75-year-old Republican from Ulysses, Kansas. Oddly, who? that's how about that? Yeah, who would have thought um, he would be racist? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> it was an M. Night Shyamalan ending to that article. <laughs> you, you, you might as well have just lived in Slaveville <laughs> I mean, at, at that point. Or, Explain- or like that place where um, Rick Perry's family had uh, property. Which was, I think it was N-Word Head. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 That was um, early on in our <laughs> show. I remember yeah. that. Um, so he explained to an all-white audience why the legalization of marijuana is a bad idea. Alan uh, made his despicable claims. Alan? Who the fuck is Alan? Alan. Is that his middle uh, name? I don't know. <laughs> Who the Alan, fuck is Alan? Get over here. You're my marijuana rep. <laughs> I am so, so confused, but I'm going to read it anyway. Allen made his despicable claims over the weekend. This is back in January, by the way, uh, at a legislative coffee event in response to a question about marijuana legalization. How when could asked you, by coffee? A- <laughs> Fuck you, coffee. Uh, when asked by a Democrat about the personality, uh, the po- personality, the possibility of legalizing marijuana, Alfred said, what you really need to do is go back in the 30s. When they outlawed all types of drugs in Kansas and across the United States, what was the reason why they did that? One of the reasons why, I hate to say it, was because the African Americans... Wait, wait, hold on. Before you finish that, anytime somebody says, I hate to say it, they (laughs) They, totally love to say it. (laughs) That has never, ever been where somebody actually hated it. Exactly. Uh, One of the reasons why, I hate to say it, was that the African Americans, they were basically users, and they basically responded the worst off to those drugs just because of their character makeup, their genetics, and that. And that. And end quote. (laughs) Uh, Raw Story notes the historical background of Alfred's racist remarks. Uh, Alfred's comments uh, reference a belief promoted by marijuana prohibitionists. That must be... That must be what it was. They must have been Alfred and accidentally typed Alan. Oh, I mean, they got to... F- okay, you should probably fix that, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe the editor was, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Smoking the doobie. 
Alfred's comments uh, reference a belief promoted uh, by marijuana uh, prohibitionist Harry Anslinger. Uh, the founding commissioner of the Fear, uh, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. Under Anslinger's leadership, the FBN became uh, came to be considered responsible for the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, the report noted, regulating cannabis and further taxing it to the ultimate detriment uh, of the hemp industry that was blooming at the time. Uh, let's see. It says the Kansas City Star reports that Repu- uh, Representative uh, Valdinia Wynn, an African American lawmaker from Kansas City, called Alfred's comment bizarre, noting he needs to apologize to someone, if nothing else, to the individuals of color in his own community. And I mean, it's Kansas, uh, all three so of you them. probably, so you probably just got to go to one house. <laughs> it's, it's not that fucking hard. No. You just go to one house, be like, "I'm sorry, bye," and go home. No, took care of that. It's not easy. <laughs> yep, right. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the extent of the article. I just uh, well, I, I, have to, to, I have to say I cannot wait to see that Alfred guy on Sam Harris's show. <laughs> you know what? He he's probably already been on the show since. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably already. Oh, uh, you see that? Uh, it's it's very dangerous when you just can't have open dialogue and open thoughts. It's the marketplace yes. of ideas. The marketplace of yeah. maybe I mean, maybe black people can't handle marijuana. Maybe they're just genetically inferior. These are the, the these are the topics we need to be discussing. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam Harris. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, you know, just good old fashioned Republican racism. That's all. There there's nothing new to that story. I just thought you wanted to hear it. We are making America great again. Yes, by taking us back to the 30s, apparently. And that's literally, this guy has to, he's definitely a Trump supporter because he's running on the same platform that Trump did. What you really need to do is go back to the 30s, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, remember what the stock market did back then? Yeah, no, it was a good time. Good time. (laughs) Good times. Good time. Good times. Uh, so let's take a break from these good times. We'll remember all the great times of the 30s and the 40s. And when we come back, Austin has his bigly topic, mm-hmm. political consultants. <laughs> yeah, happy Friday, everybody. Um, yeah. It's a little late for that, isn't it? We're in the mm-hmm. second segment. Of the show, mm-hmm. uh, I like how this became its own section. It's a, it's its own segment now. It's not really part of anything. It, it is the bigly topic. Yeah. Bigly, so bigly, so bigly. Um, I'm still drinking my blueberry maple stout, and I think Austin, you're still drinking your rum coffee. Yes, and I'm going to pour myself a little more. Do it because you are in charge of this segment, and yeah. you will be talking. Oh, and I will be sitting back and enjoying a blueberry maple stout. So whenever you're ready, we can begin the Bigly topic. All right. Austin, what are we talking about today? So this week, our Bigly topic is political consultants. That's right. The quiet pundits. Um, The quiet pundits. I like that. That's Can I, you know what? You know what, Austin? Cover band, right? My cover band, the quiet pundits. I like it. Um, Political consultants are defined as uh, any form of Consulting that consists primarily of av- advising and assisting political campaigns, so it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, yeah. So l- lawyers, they don't have to be, but some are. Yeah. Oh, I was just kind of joking. Okay. No, no. Okay. Um, now people often talk about lobbyists as the terrible people that use their connections to sway politicians with money in order to get legislation passed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that is true. Lobbyists are a huge, huge problem. <laughs> But I feel like there's a whole class of leech that is often forgotten about, and that would be the political consultant. Okay. Uh, political consultants are there to do one thing: make mm-hmm. money. I think I know. Who, I think I know who this is targeted <laughs> toward. No, okay, this isn't on. targeted uh-huh. at any one person. You'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they will do this any way they can, and because of our broken campaign finance system, it has become incredibly lucrative business. Okay. In the 2016 campaign cycle, um, it was an interesting test case for political consultants. Uh, Jeb Bush spent $52.5 million on his pathetic campaign. Please clap. Oh, my God. Um, Wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. On. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He spent $52.5 million on political consultants. Hillary Jesus. spent $18.5 million on political consultants, and that was just through December. Wow. That was during oh, the primary. That was way before the nominations. That's crazy. Yeah. So overall, through the primary process, um, $160 million had been spent on super PACs, uh, or sorry, by super PACs on political consultants. So that was uh, separate from the um, candidates themselves. So now you can kind of see how that- much money is floating around. Yeah, that's absurd. Like, you know what that makes me wonder? Like, why the fuck am I not a political consultant? <laughs> exactly. Anybody can do it. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I know. If you listen, you're going to make that kind of money to run Jeb Bush's campaign? As a progressive, I could have ran a better campaign by telling the world your platform sucks and I would have done better for him. Yeah. Please clap. I, oh, we're, we're in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, we're in the wrong business. So uh, federal campaign regulations make consulting services the, quote, easiest way to spend money legally in our political system. Through the rise of the so-called super PACs, they've revolutionized how and how much uh, money flows into campaigns. There are limits on how it's spent, a setup that clearly favors political consultants, regardless of how effective their work is in persuading the electorate. So basically, it doesn't matter if they even do good work or not. So it doesn't right. even matter if they're good at their job. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I, obvious. The proof is right there. Yeah. You, you name two failed candidates. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one thing to remember, that there is no correlation between how much a campaign spends on consultants and how well the candidate does. In, the, okay. in presidential races especially, that's true. Uh, there's just no connection. Um, okay. Since they work on commission, political consultants end up really just being ad buyers and sellers. So they make money every time an ad is aired on TV, which is still the largest ad buying medium, even though in the current era it has very diminished returns for the candidate themselves. Uh, so TV is still the preferred advertiser for, yeah. for candidates. How about that? I, would, well, I thought it, it would be internet by now. No, it's the preferred advertising medium for political consultants who buy the airtime. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because they get paid for all the ads that right. are aired. Yeah. Right, right. Um, in 2012, for example, consulting firms billed federal candidates, parties, and super PACs more than $3.6 billion for products and services. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Of this, more than 70% went to firms specializing in the production and placement of media. Uh, consultants e- earn lucrative commissions for every ad they place. So that's kind of what I was saying before. Okay. Um and that's where this whole thing kind of comes in. Candidates, political parties, and even super PACs have to file reports with the Federal Election Commission detailing precisely how they use their money, even if the sources of that money in some cases can remain secret for some reason. 
Um, mm-hmm. Not only does this require a lot of well-paid accountants and lawyers to comply with the rules, it also makes consulting services like advertising, polling, direct mail uh, the easiest way to spend money legally in our political system. Candidates can't simply buy your vote, but they can spend unlimited amounts hiring consultants to persuade you to vote for them. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. So this is a problem on both sides of the aisle, obviously. But since we is. are on the left, let's talk about we are. let's talk about how consultants are bogging down the Democratic Party. So here's what Please. Andrew Dobbs had to say in an article from The Observer. Quote What they really don't want to admit is their problems run deep, and even if the Democratic Party's biggest institutions were to jump into these races, uh, both experience and hard scientific data indicate that their likely tactics would make no difference. <laughs> you see, this this isn't because there's nothing that would help. On the contrary, right. the right tactics will capture these seats. But the Democrat institutions are controlled by interests that make money off of doing things that do not work. <laughs> Which goes a long way towards explaining why the party has collapsed nationwide in recent years. Mm, very true. Yeah. So he goes. He goes on to say, um, "Political science has confirmed in recent years what many political organizers have known for a long time: the best way to convince voters to support your candidate and then to actually get to the polls and vote is to talk to them face to face." One Yale study from New Haven, Connecticut, performed mm-hmm. in the late '90s, found that direct face to face outreach increased voter turnout by nearly nine percentage points. Jeez. So just yeah, just face to face canvassing. Uh, voter turnout increased by nearly nine points. That's crazy. And it was later, yeah, it was later uh, replicated in another study that confirmed these effects. Mm-hmm. So we know exactly what the most ef- effective way to get the votes is. <clears throat> Despite this evidence, however, canvassing is not how most federal campaigns spend most of their money. Right. They are much more likely to spend their resources on media advertisements, especially television ads and direct mail pieces. As clear as the evidence is that face-to-face outreach is highly effective, political science has proven that the um, television ads and direct mail pieces don't move voters much at all. Right. Well, especially today, Austin. I mean, I I, I meet more and more people every single day who don't even have cable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's it's rendered useless right away. Yeah. So one reason for the DNC's dependence on political consultants is that the DNC allows consultants to be elected to the DNC's governing body. Oh, God. (laughs) And they have been. Yeah. Uh, They have been. Of course, yeah. And those very same consultants who are elected to the DNC's governing body are still allowed to sell their services to the DNC and the DCCC. That seems so... corrupt <laughs> i know <laughs> like remember we did a segment called how corrupt is it yeah Pretty yeah that's fucking really fucking corrupt <laughs> yeah. so so here's more from andrew dobbs um, okay this became a key point of contention in the recent race for dnc chair as reported in the new republic minnesota congressman keith ellison um our house of cards Secret yes, president yeah. scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Keith Ellison, the race's initial frontrunner, directly challenged this scenario, saying that he was battling the consultantocracy. Oh, that's funny. Ooh. Ooh, okay. The ultimate winner of the race, Tom Perez, refused to answer questions about the massive conflict of interest and letting consultants be the bosses of the folks deciding whether or not to contract with them. Um, these campaign consultants made a lot more money off of TV and mail than they do off of field efforts. Field efforts are long-term, labor-intensive, high overhead expenditures that do not have the big margins from which consultants can draw their payouts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they also don't allow the consultants to make money off of multiple campaigns on the same cycle. While media and mail campaigns can be done from their DC offices for dozens of clients at the same time. And they get paid whether campaigns win or lose, so effectiveness is irrelevant to them. Yeah, so at that point, just run as many fucking ads as possible, get as much money as you can, and then if you win, okay. If you lose, who cares? Yeah, now That's you get it. It's a terrible system. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so this is also why dubious personalities are taken even with a modicum of seriousness. If it weren't for the sway over the National Party of political consultants, you would never have to hear from or endure the likes of people like Peter Dow and Sally Albright. Um, they are vicious defenders of the status quo because if the party embraces grassroots activism, they're out of a job. Well, except for Peter, who still has Verit and the uh, leadership position on the Hillary is my soulmate fan club. I fucking knew <laughs> you were going to start talking about Peter Dow. Yes. I called it from the beginning. <laughs> I just fucking knew it. <laughs> so, uh, Sally Albright even gathered a little Twitter bot army to make her opinions more visible, <laughs> which is what I thought we were mad at the Russians for. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Um, no. I no. guess not. No. So, if you want to know why we have to listen to morons like that, you can thank mm -hmm. political consultants, because that's what they do. Well, thank you, political consultants, then. <laughs> So in summation, if we want to win, the most effective method is face-to-face -face canvassing. We need to leave political consultants in the ash heap of history, but it appears that right now, they and the DNC and the DCCC are tied together on a sinking ship where one gets rich and the other loses over a thousand seats nationwide. It's fucking insanity. That, that is insanity. That is political consultants. That is insanity. Yeah. I never, I never put those ties together with mm -hmm. political consultants. Never. I knew that they were around. I knew what their purpose was, but I did not realize how much of an influence they actually fucking had. Oh, yeah. They run the campaigns, that, really. That's that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And because of them, we got to fucking listen to Peter Dow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his fucking bullshit opinions. Yeah. No one cares about your opinions, Peter. No one. And because of him, we have Verit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and we got the Dowcast. <laughs> oh, God. No, we don't, we don't have the Dowcast. I believe, it's, <laughs> I believe his podcast is called The Dow of Politics. Oh, well, that's a dumb fucking name. So congratulations. Um, well, thank you, Austin, for uh, informing us about political consultants. Another topic where I thought I knew, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what we should have called the segment. I thought I knew, but I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I always feel when me. I'm putting that segment together. Uh, I can't even imagine. Well, I can because I, I live through it every single fucking week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's take a break. We'll refresh our beers slash liquor. And when we come back, we'll find out more things that we didn't know were going on, but this time in the world with the Not America Report. Yep. Welcome back to the Dowcast, oh, everybody. And he still opens it this way. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> Joining us all the way 
from the rainy kingdom known as the United Kingdom, <laughs> soon to be Venice, um, is our UK correspondent. He's going to Venice. For I know, but the way you said it made it sound like the UK was going to turn into Venice. <laughs> well, they're not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 depend, it depends on how Donald Trump handles the environmental question, doesn't it? That's a good point, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. You might be swimming very shortly. Um, our UK correspondent, our uh, world correspondent, and our not America correspondent, Stephen. How are you, Stephen? I'm great. Thank you very much. How are you guys? Good. This time. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Sure. We're fine. <laughs> Because this is take one, Cost right? Point. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us, Stephen. Thank you very much. It's absolutely my pleasure. I'm thankful that you invited me back after me outshining you on that podcast review. Hey, listen, uh, well-deserved, well-deserved. It's a fun segment. Uh, you're, um, you're too kind. They, they might have been a little biased, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, listen. Um, That's okay. By now, we're used to being outshined. Yeah, I mean, it happens on a daily basis, <laughs> so it's okay. It's quite okay. Um, Austin and I are still drinking the same drinks. I have the Blueberry Maple Stout um, from Saugatuck, and Austin is drinking what? I, <laughs> Did we get it right this time? I am drinking the uh, same beer I drank in the first segment. <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we did not. <laughs> This, this is what I'm actually drinking. Yes, I see that because that is how Austin and I are doing the podcast now. Yeah, with visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, I'm not sure that that didn't sound right. Okay, Stephen, what are you? What what are you going to be drinking moving, with us? Moving swiftly on. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm having a, a green tea as usual. This time it's a, a fudge melt, um, mm-hmm. and um, mm. you know I, I know. Tom, yourself uh, a, a quite fan of, uh, of fudge-packed things. Um, it just is soft and, and smooth and creamy and uh, delicious, um, just as, as you like it, um, with a hint of vanilla. Um, though, you know, you could have the chocolate if that was your preference. You know what's weird is I've heard that three times now, and that was the funniest time. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is what you're meant to do. You're meant to improve. Mm-hmm. And the more times you do things. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, enjoy your fudge, fudge green tea. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I've, I honestly, it seems really interesting to me that like there's craft green tea. I don't know. That's just so cool. I've never had any kind of flavored green tea other than with ginger and I think one time like a blueberry mixture. But um, other than that, I, well, those, I those send, are flavors. Yeah, I might have to send you some over then um, at some point. Yes, I'll send please. you a, a care package. <laughs> sure. I'd love that. I love I love tea. I like beer, too. So yeah. if you want some I've, beer. I've, I've, heard, I've heard you like beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, you do keep it a bit secretive sometimes that you like beer, but I've, <laughs> I've heard that you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people don't know. I, you know, I'm very private when it comes to my... Um, private life you know oh yeah yeah. internet 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 history particularly yeah (laughs) yeah uh moving on um without further ado let us uh enter the not america report look i know a lot of people give americans a bum rap for being stupid and knowing nothing about the world but the reality couldn't be further from the truth as i discovered on the streets here asking u.s locals about the very world their country runs name a country that begins with you uh utopia 
What's the religion of Israel? Catholic, probably. What religion are Buddhist monks? Buddhist monks, Islam, I don't know. What is the currency used in the United Kingdom? Uh, Queen Elizabeth's money. That's all I know. All right, uh, Stephen, what uh, do you have for us for this month's Not America Report? Well, I'm going to be um, skipping the, a couple of stories, which, you know, including the uh, the questionable re-election of the uh, Egyptian coup leader, um, that um, Swaziland, uh, a country that you don't know exists, um, actually doesn't exist anymore because the absolute monarch has decided to rename it. Um, also, the uh, the anti-government activists that have been arrested in Vietnam and that the country of Hungary has um, taken a, a further right-wing anti-immigrant turn. Um, so instead, I'm going to start off with Korea. Now, um, okay. I know you've, there's been a lot in the news recently about Korea, um, but this time it's not actually about the um, the, the naughty man baby from North Korea, um, Kim Jong Un. Um, it's about South Korea and uh, the recently um, departed uh, former president who um, got removed from office last year. Um, her name is Park Gwyn Hee, if you're pronouncing it incorrectly. Um, and she's been on trial for alleged corruption, um, abuse of power and uh, coercion, which is uh, not how you should be if you're a president of a country. Wrong. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you see. Somebody, somebody missed the memo there. Yeah, somebody some, in our country. Some, I'm not saying who, podcast reviews. I'm not no, saying who, not I'm not gonna, picking not on people. Mention people, because that's a cheap shot. Yeah. Right, but he, um, he might have been orange. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, Miss Park, um, she's been accused of um, colluding with her childhood best friend um, named Choi Sun Sil um, to pressure um, the likes of Samsung and other big businesses um, to donate to projects uh, run by Miss Choi and to um, sign some quite lucrative um, deals with the companies that are owned by Miss Choi. Um, now, these revelations came out um, in the media over in South Korea um, and when it actually got known to the public, they decided that they were, you know, the popular opinion wasn't in favour of her, obviously. So there was a lot of street protests and pressure for her to resign. And eventually she, she was the first democratically elected leader of Korea to actually be removed from office. And that was March last year. Mm. Um, shortly afterwards, she was uh, arrested which, you know, is a, a bit of a change to how they do things in some countries. Once leaders <laughs> leave office, they sometimes just forget all about them. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> the scandal followed her, and uh, she it was involving various business leaders and government servants and popular figures from the entertainment. So, again, no parallels with anybody else's experience in other countries. Um <laughs> The uh, the Samsung Wrong. boss, the Samsung <laughs> boss particularly, um, he there was lots of uh, real financial trouble that um, affected him, and he's now no longer the boss. But um, one of the peculiarities of it was that he had actually uh, given Miss Choi's uh, daughter a rather valuable horse. Now this is the same daughter that um, later got extradited to Denmark to face corruption charges. So obviously she's not done anything wrong at all. Um, no. So um, <laughs> nothing. Uh, Miss Choi um, herself, um, she was uh, jailed earlier this year for twenty years, and um, obviously it's it's very nice when childhood friends reunite, and uh, thankfully that's happened um, in that Miss Park, the former president, has been jailed for twenty four years. So that's a nice reunion that they're going to have in, in prison, and they're going to be able to spend <laughs> their their latter years of their lives. Um, 
remembering the good times that they used to have. But you know, well, before they got involved between the presidency and corrupt business and um, that kind of thing, that can actually damage your your future. So, um, Donald Trump, take note. <laughs> well, that was a very that yeah, was a very feel good story. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy. I'm very happy to hear that they're going to get together. Um, I, you know, and this is going to sound weird, and I apologize in advance. But I was actually thinking about Donald Trump going to jail for like 20 years while I was in the shower last night, um, and it was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. <sighs> <sighs> Things I did not have to know. <laughs> is that the kind of thing that you think hard about? Yeah. Yes. Something hard about. But, but now you're you're just making it perverted. I you know I didn't do anything. I just I was thinking about that while I was in the shower, and I'm like, wow, that wouldn't be nice. As I scrub my armpits, I'm like, wouldn't that be really nice if Trump went to jail for like 20 years? Armpits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, but, but you you know what kind of prison it'd be over there? It, it would be probably just one of his uh, golf courses that were actually converted. So <laughs> that's um, fine. That's yeah. fine. I don't really care if he goes to prison. If we're talking about Trump still, I don't care if he goes to prison. Just don't be the president. You know, you don't have to go to jail. That That's w- fine. That I mean, would be helpful, wouldn't it, if he wasn't president? Yeah. 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 I, th- I mean, I, I think so. It, it seems to be a popular opinion of some. <laughs> yeah, well, popular for all the people who didn't vote for him, which were the majority. Well, uh, I don't know which item. Uh, I'll move on to something that's actually less humorous, uh, unfortunately, um, and less heartwarming as well. Um, it's, a, it's, it's about religious fanatics um, getting involved in presidential elections. Now, I have um, no idea what that would be like, so please explain it to no, us. That, that, that would <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. That would be yeah, awful. We have, um, yeah, we have know, no idea. You probably mm-hmm. never, never think about it at all, but um, actually no. that can be quite troubling um, elsewhere yeah. in the world. Mm. Um, and and perhaps darker than you would imagine um, with the actual repercussions. Um, yeah, imagine if the, a Catholic priest became president. <laughs> well, it's it's happened. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's 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 South America though, and I'm I'm doing the not America, mm. so we're, we're okay. Uh, ah, that's um, true. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. So um, instead, Africa. Um, in fact, uh, Sierra Leone. Um, which is is a country in West Africa um, with a rich cultural history and not a classic Western movie. <laughs> I was, I was um, going to say, I thought that was the director of The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I saw that movie. Did you? I did, yeah. It's one of the seven. It is, it's one of the magnificent seven films that you've actually seen. Yeah. You've not seen many. There's, there's six more? <laughs> How many films? <laughs> yeah. That's that's what Tom said before, wasn't it? He wasn't going to watch the Magnificent Seven because he hasn't seen the first six. Um, <laughs> yes, that's exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, recent election in Sierra Leone. Um, it's um, it was only between a, a, a centre party and um, a, a centre left party, so you wouldn't have thought there was actually much to choose from and much to get actually get worked up about. Um, but you'd think wrong. Um, obviously, there's um, there's been you know not only is it the cause for for violence often um, in in some uh, discussions between different um, followers of political parties, um, but it's actually um, got into the the level of murder um, and not just um, adults, but murder of children. Unfortunately, Jesus. Um, yeah, Jesus. Um, and there's parts of Africa where around election time and stuff. Parents have to be careful about the children being kidnapped because they they might want to um, be used as a, as leverage to make people support a particular candidate. Um, 
<laughs> which you know is a very very real fear and, and and horrible thing to actually happen but um unfortunately in sierra leone it actually goes worse than that because um children are actually abducted by the followers of of certain parties um and then they it's not to force the parents to do anything it's actually for the children themselves um they end up um turning up with um missing limbs, tongues, intestines, wombs, vaginas, um, having been removed with surgical precision um, and apparently been used in religious sacrifice to actually influence the election. Oh, my um, God. So, you know, the, it, it, it shows that religion being involved in um, elections could be worse than it actually happens in your country. And um, although it might actually give us some inkling of why Pat Robertson has actually um, managed to last so long um because it's it's suspicious suspicious really that he's managed to reach the agrs without there being something um dark and magical going on to be perfectly honest but, um, um excuse me three thousand years i'm pretty sure a few crusades happened mm. well that's, In his that's it yeah he's he is methuselah from the bible so he's he's got that going from but uh yeah so basically uh politicians should be wary of actually um sort of hyping up any um religious um tensions and to try and get the fervor um and favor of um the religious types um so um again donald trump take note <laughs> he won't no he, he won't. won't take note. no i he don't won't. think i'm I don't sorry think he's li- what are notes i've never taken notes <laughs> i'm the greatest at not taking notes mm. i don't need notes i have nope. it all up no here notes. all in my brain yep I forget that people can't see me. <laughs> in his brain cell, yeah. <laughs> yeah th- thank you. Th- great audio. Great no. audio by pointing. Well, it's, it's, his hair is the same color as a post-it note, though, so that's that's something. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. true. It might even be made so, of post-it notes. We don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, somebody needs to do that, don't they? Make a, make a head, headpiece. Out of, oh, yes, there's a challenge to somebody out there. Um, hey, there you water, go. water out. Get on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere, there there is some um, some better news. Um, there's a, a country called um, Armenia, which um, it's a it's between on the borders of Turkey and Iran. Um, it's it's despite being the the first ever Christian country in the entire world, it seems to have just been completely ignored by the the masses of Christians in your country who just don't give a fuck about it. Um, is what a beef is that where Armenians come from? <laughs> it is, yeah. Armenians come That's from Armenia. Armenia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, well okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah, in in Armenia, the um, the, the couple of years ago, the the president of Armenia was reaching the end of his two term limit. And um, decided via um, a, a rigged referendum to change the system of government um, from the one that they had, which was similar to yours, to a parliamentary system. Um, now, his real reason for doing this was not because it's actually a better system of government, but it was because he wanted to follow in the footsteps of his friend Vladimir Putin. Um, Who's so, that? He, so he could actually step down from power as president and become prime minister and still be in charge. Um, Vladimir Putin is is a good friend of um, the Donald. Well, he's um, what? he's actually our so, he's our president's boss. <laughs> well, that's that's it. Yeah. Well, he's, first of all, that's that's um, that is not proven. That's okay. Hearsay that's and news. speculation. Yep, and that's fake news. <laughs> it's fake, fake news. news. I do not know Putin. Putin is not a friend of mine. He's, the, he's except the, he is. He's the other president you didn't elect. <laughs> um, 
Well, the, yeah. So. The third, actually, after yeah. Bush. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's, it's, it's mm. a magical thing, democracy, isn't it? A magical democracy of about 500 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, by so the way, this- hold up. Magical democracy. <laughs> My new cover band. <laughs> hey! <laughs> good luck with that one, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. Although he's doing pretty good, he's doing pretty good. Mm, yeah. So anyway, this for this president, um, it didn't actually work out as well as it did for Vladimir Putin. Um, within a, a week of taking office as um, prime minister, um, he had to resign due to mass protests in the streets. Uh, the the very clear way in which he'd rigged the system to be able to um, stay in power, um, and his protege uh, took over. Um, and unfortunately, they only lasted about forty-eight hours before they resigned as well because the protests, oh my God. the protests weren't dying down. Um, in fact, they've reached such a, a level that the the ruling party, who's been in control of the country for nearly twenty years, um, has decided they're not going to put a candidate forward for the um, the parliamentary election um, of who's going to be the interim prime minister because they've realised that whoever they put forward, it's just going to intensify further um, protests in the streets. So you can't just um, cling on to power inevitably, um, despite what the democratic system says. So um, just um, take note, Donald Trump. <laughs> Boy, yeah, you know there are what a lot really, of notes I'm supposed to be taking. <laughs> a lot of notes. And you know what really frustrates me about that? Is it shows the might of actual people and what people could actually do if they go, if everybody decides to go to the street and be like, um... This is fucked up, and we don't like it. They changed. They they changed something. And just imagine if everybody would actually do that in this country. Just imagine no, I mean, we've, the we've thing. Tried. We, we would actually get things done. Yeah, but not a, not everybody. I mean, it sounds like the whole country of like what I don't know how many. It's probably not a huge, huge country population wise. I imagine. No, no, it's not. No, it'll be um, probably a population of one of your smaller states. I would imagine. Um, so it's it, yeah, you're right there. That that that's probably why the education systems in your country and my system are, are sort of rigged towards people not actually being aware of the power they hold and actually have the critical thinking to challenge um, the powers that be because they know that that's where the power actually lies in the people rather than right. those that sit in the um, the elected positions. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if the masses would rise up and take the power that's in their hands, but um, I have a feeling that's not going to happen anytime soon. No, I don't see that happening for for a little while at least. <laughs> no, it's 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 sad, but um, you know we can hope for the future really, and and obviously part of what you're doing here is trying to um, spread the message of what people have in their hands as power. So um, carry on exactly, but exactly. Um, so um, to to another item close to home for uh, for myself, um, it's t- here in the UK. Now a, a little bit of a history lesson because um, we, we have a thing called history here. Um, <laughs> I'm so jealous of that, by the way. I really yeah. am jealous about that. Although, although in this case, it's actually quite recent history as far as um, proportionally as far as our country goes, because this is from um, na- in 1948. The um, a, b- a boat called the Empire Windrush um, it arrived here carrying thousands of um, Caribbean um, people who would you know they were from the colonies that we had out right. there, and uh, they came over here to basically help us rebuild after the Second World War. Um, they did a lot of the menial tasks and went into all the vital services that we needed, making sure that they were, you know, 
bus and tube drivers, nurses, um, working on building sites and, and all the things that were needed to actually get this country going again. Um, and then um, they, they obviously settled here, made lives here. And um, although they weren't as welcome as you um, would hope, considering the different skin colour, they you know they did settle here. And, and this became the, where they um, where they were living and how they considered themselves to be British. And they were actually told that um, in 1971, um, via some legislation, that anybody who'd arrived before then via this system would be a, a British citizen. So they were all fine. They didn't have to worry about um, having to leave the country. They were they were given given those um, that leave to remain, as it were. Um, fast forward to um, 2010, when the uh, Conservative government over here um, decided to destroy all the records of these people arriving in the country, um, which, you know, it, it, they portraying as being um, just a, a mistake or an admin error, but um, it, was, it was quite a deliberate thing that they did, so um, they must have had some motive for doing so. Um, and it meant that the uh, the Windrush generation, as they were known, um, because it was it carried on for about ten years of the Windrush people arriving into the sixties, um, they then found themselves having to try and um, sort of prove their right to stay in more recent mm-hmm. years. Um, the, the Conservative government has developed this strategy, um, which they uh, refer to um, as um, a hostile environment. Um, which is a description of a number of their policies which relate to um, how they treat poor people, sick people, people who are very young, people who are very old, um, ethnic minorities and, and immigrants. And, and unfortunately, it's uh, a bit sad that the the, the euphemistic language um, for doing evil things actually still sounds incredibly evil, uh, to be honest. That's how much they feel they can get away with what they're doing. Um, so this this hostile environment has manifested itself with with the Windrush generation. Um, that over the past few um, weeks and probably about three or four weeks, it's come out that a number of these people who are you know are now quite elderly um, and their descendants, um, it's been questioned their right to actually be in this country. A lot of them have been refused the health care that they have a right to um, because we we get free health care over here. Um, <laughs> All right, we get it. <laughs> um, so you know, they're... why do you always rub it in? <laughs> Well, that's the question I've been asked before. Um, <laughs> it makes it go further. Um, but um, so yeah, I mean they've been denied healthcare as far as you know. Some of them who are needing critical um, cancer therapy. Um, there's people who are on been on disability benefits who have then been turned around and told that they had to pay all this back. There's various people who have been actually um, forcibly deported from the country um, to places that they haven't known since they were two years old. Um, uh, it's it's been pretty. Pre- deplorable really the the way it's gone about but the government has tried to claim that um there wasn't any objective to remove these people um Mm -hmm. and that it was um just how the system works there was no um there was there was no um targeting um it turns out there were targets in fact because um the 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 Home Secretary at the time, who um, is responsible for such things as policing and immigration and and such like um she had had a memo that she put forward to um, the Prime Minister, Theresa May, um, about increasing the targets. Now, the, the targets actually started when Theresa May was the Home Secretary, so um, neither of them can really claim a lot of um, plausible deniability on, on this. Um, but that's exactly what 
what they tried to do. Um, they first uh, claimed the problem wasn't happening. They then refused to uh, admit that the Tory government had any um, targets at all on the removal of immigrants. Then they claimed not to actually know about these targets when the evidence was presented. And then this memo came about um, proving that there was full-on collusion and an intention to um, to create a worse situation, to be perfectly honest. Now, the government did try to fix the problem by setting up a hotline um, which, of course, fixes everything, doesn't it, if you set up a hotline? <laughs> it does. Um, it really does. That's the um, solution to yeah, everything. Which which had, um, you know, semi-trained individuals in a call centre somewhere who basically, um, when they were asked what they should do, um, they were basically told, um, well, just prove it. <laughs> prove, prove it in triplicate, even. Um, when all the records have been destroyed and, and such like, it became incredibly difficult for them. Um, now, our weak and wobbly PM, who is increasingly under pressure from various quarters about lots of things, including um, Brexit and um, getting in, into bed with um, some other people as far as bombing Syria and without parliamentary approval and various things like this. She's, you know, hmm. she's that decided... Sounds- Vaguely familiar. It should do, yeah, because um, that might have actually been one of the international news items that actually appeared in your news. Um, it was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rare. Yeah, it's rare, I know. But um, I believe Alec Jones got quite upset about it, to be honest. But she's a bit That's just because he cares about his kids, man. <laughs> it's, kids, it's kids, man. It's kids, man. Yeah. So um, Alex gets mad about everything. He gets mad that's, about that's everything. That's true, so, yeah. Oh, I'm sure, it's yeah. Ha- I I don't like to think of how high his blood pressure is, to be honest. It must be off the scale, I, really. I do. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I like, like to think about, about <laughs> Yeah, because if it, if his high blood if his blood pressure is high, then he has a higher risk of a heart attack. And, okay, um, uh, there's, a certain, so, uh, there's a certain so, yeah. president, too, that also has that problem, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we can hope that that might actually um, tick some nah, kind of detriment. So, we don't um, talk about that. Thoughts, uh, thoughts uh, and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, yeah. Because, uh, yes. you know, why we, not rely we, upon two things that are completely useless? Um, exactly. So, so yeah, the, um, the, the, the Prime Minister over here was basically had been, um, for the last week to 10 days has been using the Home Secretary, Amber Rudd, um, as a kind of human shield to try and um, deflect from her own responsibility towards this um, to such an extent that um, finally uh, last night uh, Amber Rudd had to, ended up resigning from the government um, and taking full responsibility even though she was still claiming that she didn't know anything about it. It was one of those kind of apologies where, you know, it's those... I'm sorry if you were offended type things. It's um it it's it's that kind of scenario which, you know, doesn't make anybody feel better at all. The and most fact, sincere kind. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry <laughs> if you were offended is the uh, is the other one, isn't it? Um so it, it left uh, it, it leaves Theresa May alone really to try and um answer these questions or, or avoid the questions is is her usual tactic as PM about what she has, has previously done and about um, all the, the corruption and the discrepancies in her story and about how um, she actually has been carrying out some really racist policies but is, you know, completely denying it and it could well be her downfall. Um, so um, Donald Trump, take note. <laughs> Well, Stephen, thank you very much. Very insightful. You covered a lot of the globe today, a little bit from Africa, a little bit from uh, Asia, and then, of course, your home, your hometown. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much for that. If you want, anyth- if you want to plug anything, you could go ahead and do that now. 
Oh, no, the only things I, I want to prog- plug, really, apart from um, the Patreon for yourselves, is to um, make sure you make sure you leave a comment on, on iTunes. <laughs> please, please that, do this. Yes, because yes. that, yes, that will please. save Austin a lot of ear, ear bending. You know, it's, yes, it will. Just, yes, just it do, will. It, do it for Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. And then I, that's going to be the hashtag. <laughs> do it for me. Yep. Do it, for, do it for hashtag do it for Austin, but only use that hashtag if you leave us a five star comment. Not five, not four, five stars on iTunes uh, yeah. or Facebook yeah. or Blog Talk Radio anywhere. Just don't not leave a comment. There you go. There you uh, go. That this was supposed to be for you, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, thank you so much uh, as always for coming on and filling us in with the world's news. Um, you know. It's hard to keep in touch with not America because America just continuously produces so much bad shit. Mm. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a never-ending mine of shit. It is. It is. So thank you for uh, helping us out. No, it's my uh, pleasure. We'll- That is it for our show. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Um, it is about that time for us to end this big dumb show and uh, come up with our final thoughts. So, Austin, what are your final thoughts? Well, oh, North and South Korea, hopefully you actually do achieve peace. That would be nice. Good job. Yes, and yes, thank yes. you, China for making that happen. China. And China. please, Donald Trump, don't get in the fucking way. Um, boy, that was a lot of information from Stephen. <laughs> a lot. It was. Yeah. Patrons, you are going so to have I so feel... much extra content this week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad because I feel like we are neglecting the world. Um, you know, we don't ever cover this stuff, but a lot of stuff happens, and a lot of it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad, but it's there's only so mm-hmm. much that we can do. Um, Corbin twenty twenty. Um, even though that's okay. not quite how their elections work. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll, well, labor, labor twenty twenty. How about that? <laughs> oh, and political consultants, you can go fuck yourselves because you make elections incredibly expensive, and you don't do anything. Yeah, and Very fuck true. you, Peter Dale. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> By the way, I listened to the uh, opening of the Chapel Trap yeah. House episode. <laughs> fucking yeah. hilarious! It was so fucking funny <laughs> when they finished yeah. it, and they were like, "And that baby yeah. was Peter Dow." I almost crashed my car. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I know. I felt like I almost gave too much weight even saying it was a Peter Dow joke because. They yeah, don't reveal that until the very last line. They the very last line. Yep. Yeah. But spoiler <laughs> alerts, by the way. Uh, so I'm going to start off my um, uh, final thoughts with this. Let's say China. 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 You go over to China, 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 China,
I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. China. China because China. China. Okay, China, enough. China, I can't China, take any more. China. 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 Oh my God. Tom, I'm <laughs> so going to kill you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, my final thoughts are China, 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 and uh, Korea. And hopefully hopefully they do achieve peace. Trump, you do not get any credit in my book. Um, this beer was really fucking good. Uh, blueberry maple stout. So good. So good. So worth it. Definitely on, on the top 10 of my favorite beers. Working its way up. I still have like one more. I'll finish it probably in a, a second. Um, and then... Yeah. Uh, thank you, Stephen, for coming on our show. Thank you for updating us on the world's activities. I have helped make this episode into an editing nightmare for Austin, and I am sorry in advance. <laughs> and um, there you go. <laughs> that's all yeah, I got, Austin. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that's all, all you I got. got. That's all, all right. I got. Um, so, you, the listeners, if you've made it this far, thank you. And you can download our episode and our show for free on iTunes and blogtalkradio.com. Just look for our show called Dumb All Over Podcast. If you are a fan of the show, please leave a review with a five-star um, you know, thing uh, on our iTunes, Blog Talk Radio. You could even go on our Facebook page and leave a review that way. Any of those ways really helps us greatly, bigly, amazingly. Huge. So go ahead and do that if you will. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at DumbleOverPod. You can check out our Instagram account at DumbleOverPod. And, of course, the plug, you can sponsor our show. You can become one of the greatest people in the world. And you know what? I'm just saying. I've been searching through a lot of people's Patreon accounts, and we offer a lot more than a lot of these people do. Uh, Yeah. That's all it. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't know okay. if I have anything else. Yeah, that's all we got then. I will say this, and the reason why I keep this for the very, very end because the people are still listening at this point, they deserve to know some really cool guests on our way. Oh yeah, and this time for real, not just me teasing. I have. I don't know why all of a sudden all the schedules align, but we have at least four or five really cool interviews coming up. So you're going to make sure you want to listen. Uh, starts off next week with a bang and some more Brits. There's your tip. There's your hint. That's all from us, Austin. It's been uh-huh. a pleasure, my friend. We will be back next week with a whole new load of dumb shit to talk about. And hopefully Trump's impeachment. And maybe possibly some diplomatic immunity. Ooh, hint number two. It's the two skeptical <laughs> chaps. <laughs> All right, that's enough of this. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. See ya. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, 
When it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. You're a small business owner and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel core processors, servers, storage and networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call 0800-085-4878 to speak with an advisor today. That's 0800-085-4878.